Throughout the season of Happy to Fail, I mentioned that more often than not, my most challenging time emotionally is usually during the night, particularly during the weekends. And this is the chance where I can really take a step back and think about the things that I've achieved, the things that I have uh, many concerns about. And recently, during the past couple of weeks, I've had a bit of a trouble sleeping. And it's because sometimes I'll go on social media and then I'll see all these things that continue to happen that we brought up in previous podcast episodes about people not listening to each other, right? We are reacting back and forth, but not really looking each other in the eye and understanding that between all the differences, we have a chance to connect. And Ana Conde and myself, we've actually talked about the topic of social media, even going back to our conversation about suicide episode. And I love that because even in that episode, we weren't necessarily focusing on a solution to the topic of suicide. More often than not, we talked about why it's important to even have a conversation about that. So I'm happy to fail season two, episode 12 with yours truly, Juan Velas Court from Puerto Rico. We're going to have an extended conversation about social media, but it's a conversation because I'm not alone, people. Even going back to the very first season, I mentioned that I think I have a pretty unique story about social media because from the day that I used it to the people that I connect with, not just when uh, Twitter was not even an app, right? I'm talking about when Twitter was still just a website that maybe a couple of people saw some kind of potential. I've always been invested in it. And even to this day, as of uh, December 20th, I will be married to somebody that I met through social media. And I have here uh, because, I mean, first of all, we live in the same house. So I think this it may be the easiest guest I will ever have in the history of Happy to Fail. I have here my lovely wife, uh, Nicole Tirado. So, Nicole, uh, w welcome. Th this is weird, right? Welcome to Happy to Fail. Hi. It is weird, but hello, and I'm happy to be here. Usually, you and I, especially in the past... I want to say three to four years. We've had a lot of conversations, especially night about the use of social media because we loved using it, but now we have a lot of concerns. And I found not just myself, but you as well, also using social media, maybe from like a visual standpoint. So you're seeing what people are putting out, but you're not necessarily putting yourself out there as much as before. Why would you say that is? It's interesting because I've always been invested in technology and social media in general or what it became because 10 years ago it was completely different than what we're seeing now and me being in the technology field i've seen a behind the scenes view of how it has transformed something i have mentioned throughout the years and i've mentioned it to you and to friends is that social media is and will be our downfall and that's part of the reason like i can go into it a little bit more but that's part of the reason that like, I took a step back and I'm more of a viewer now than a poster. I think the reason that I was inspired by this episode is like, a, I think it's like a couple of days ago, as we were having dinner, I told you, it's like, I don't know if we would have met each other in today's social media because we met each other. It was 2009, right? 2009? Nine, yeah. Yeah. And long story short, I mentioned this a little bit on, on the first season, but I have the person that I'm talking about with me now, right? In Puerto Rico, we were so we were such a small group that we were even referred to as Twitter Ricans, as in, oh my goodness, there's actually people using this thing called Twitter and they send these things called tweets. And uh, you were sending a couple of tweets about wanting to play a couple of video games. Long story short, we developed a, a pretty healthy friendship where we would talk over on Skype and all of, all of that. What would you say 
was your use with social media around that time? Because here's a random stranger being like, hey, I have the same game you do, and you and I are both gamers. So it's not like we're strangers to people engaging online, but I feel like with something like Twitter, it was a little bit more personal then. What was your take on, on the use of Twitter in 2009? It was more of learning about news that way. Uh, in that moment, Twitter was a website, and you could post on the website and also send text messages that would post at as tweets. Wow, that's how I actually started tweeting first, because I think I still had some data caps and things like that. And I think that's why I got around it. Wow. There was a number that you could text to and that would post it to your account. That was actually amazing back then. I would honestly use it just to write. Honestly, I, I didn't think anyone would read it. But if I was playing a video game, like I would post about it and maybe my thoughts on it. If I watched a movie or a TV series, I would say I'm watching this and I think it's good. This is episode one. And I never thought anyone would read them. So I was pleasantly surprised when one reached out to me saying he had the same video game that I had and we started playing together. I even think about Facebook where Facebook back in the day would always ask you, what are you doing, right? Usually that was more or less the question. But Twitter did that too. Like they had like a prompt that you had to follow. Like, what are you thinking? What are you, What are your thoughts? And that's how it would happen. And remember, uh, Facebook back then, you had to have university or school email to actually create an account. And then it was like open to the public. And MySpace was the thing back then too. This is why I'm happy you're in this episode because if you thought I remembered any of that, I clearly do not. When I got Twitter, my intention wasn't, oh, I wanna get 50,000 followers. I wanna get you know 25 shares on this tweet or I want this video on Facebook to go viral, I really do think it was about the connection. When I met you and a lot of other people that I still connect with to this day, I feel like I wasn't connecting with uh, Glam Baby, right? Which was your first... Uh, uh, oh my God. <laughs> I don't think Nicole wanted me to say the first Twitter handle, but I didn't just want to connect with Glam Baby. I wanted to connect with the person behind the nickname a lot of people become the character. In wrestling, the biggest example is like Hulk Hogan, right? Hulk Hogan, that's not his real name. His real name is Terry Bollea, but right. people know him as the, the Hulkster, Hulkamania, and they assume that that is who he is when he's walking down the street. Maybe I tweet this picture where I'm smiling. That doesn't mean I'm smiling 24-7, and I think sometimes people take this snapshot of what somebody shares and assumes uh, the the other person's whole life, I've seen like a whole lot of gossip happen because of that, right? Like, oh my goodness, here's you sharing like your life. You have it so good. It's like, no, what if that person's just having a good day and they just felt like tweeting a picture of them drinking a pina colada, but there's like this raging war that at least in my case, it's begged the question that, look, you know, I have a podcast, so I got to tweet about it. Social media is not just social, it's become kind of like a, a mandatory part of life. Would you, I'm not saying that I like it, but would you agree that social media is no longer social? It's more so like a, a social commitment or social requirement? I think it's so integrated into our lives now that it's second nature to us to expect or even have the impulse to post something. And there's something that I read a few years ago and that was my perception back then of social media. Uh, social media is a snapshot of your happy times, of the positives that you want to display to other people. But now with 
marketing tools and everything else, it's become this whole phenomenon of I'm posting something and if I'm an influencer, I don't like saying that word, but you see a lot of people on Instagram and other uh, social media platforms that post something and it's because they're being sponsored. A company is paying them to showcase a product and other people will buy it, but they're buying into the fact that another person was paid so they could promote that product. So it's not a real thing. That doesn't necessarily mean that the person that posted that is using their product. The terms of being genuine in social media, I think has been lost a lot and it's just hard. Like, I, I don't know how to explain it. It's become something else that what I was accustomed to. And the thing is, I think it's harder for us because we saw social media develop from the beginning. So many people are influenced, not by what they actually like, but what they perceive others will want to hear from them. If you follow me, oh, I want you to think you. I, I want you to, to to think about this. So, what's the uh, um the show on Netflix? Was it that we were watching the the social one? Uh, the circle. The circle, right? People, Nicole and I binge watched that series, and I became obsessed with it because the premise of that series was that what if I sell myself like I'm a certain way, but physically I'm not? And it was so easy for that person to lie about who they were. And look, they had a lot of a lot of logistical reasons why, right? Because maybe they won't accept me because of the color of the skin, my, my weight, my personality, whatever. It's so frightening how we could be talking on Twitter with a five-year-old, but that five-year-old, if they wanted to feel, act, and look like an adult, they can make it happen, and there will be no way of us proving the other way, right? So do you feel threatened sometimes? Because I do. When you respond to somebody? I'm definitely more afraid now of like opening up to knowing other people through social media because you don't know who's behind the keyboard, who's behind um, like the phone, and you don't know their true intentions, and other people may not know your intentions. We're in the era of... There is social injustice. There are so many topics that are very prevalent um, in our society today. So we need to be very careful that we're not misunderstood or that people say that we are trying to say something that we're not, honestly. And maybe we have the best intentions, but we don't go the best way around it. I am very, very careful about what I post now. And sometimes I don't, I go weeks, even months without posting because honestly, I, I don't want to go through the anxiety of overthinking and double guessing everything I'm posting uh, because of what other people may perceive of that. I remember when even you would look forward to it when I would drive to work on Instagram, I would post these stories and it could be either me saying, hey, I'm going to give this workshop today or I could be singing horribly about something or talking about food. When the pandemic happened, that was something I missed. But yesterday and today, I have had situations where I was on the road and I almost did it. But then I was like, is that something I need or did I do that because I wanted to do it? Did I do that out of habit? I honestly, I still don't have the answer. So I'm not sitting here saying that I didn't like doing it, but it begged the question of how much social pressure do we have that we almost like normalize that you have to post something. You have to do this. I have different things and, and I've learned to just look. I'm just not going to tweet because I, I got to tweet at least once a day. If I go five days without tweeting, that's fine. Going even deeper into it, the fact that Nicole and I met online, 
meant that we made a lot of friends online and then we started to, I don't want to say work, but collaborate online where it wasn't just Nicole, it was Nicole Jane, it wasn't just Juan, it was player Juan and we would do a lot of these different things online. So could you give us a, a quick summary of what press pause was so then that way I can fill in a couple of blanks. What was press pause and uh, what did you like about that? Press pause was initially a website that we were collaborating on about gaming. And then it transformed into us live streaming video games on the Twitch platform for a few years. We we would stream together or we would do a schedule where one would stream Mondays and Wednesdays and I would stream Tuesdays and uh, uh, Thursdays. And then maybe we would stream together a few days at the beginning, it was really fun. We would have a really good time because it was our time to maybe play together after work. But then it transformed into something else. And I think Juan can take this over uh, and talk a little bit about that initially. Yeah, because for those that don't know, the whole concept of uh, streaming, whether it be on Twitch, uh, YouTube, uh, Facebook, and this is not just about video games, right? So let's just not assume that when we say streaming, we stream video games, right? So as we would play games, people from Puerto Rico, all around the world. We just like chat. So it's people that even to this day, we we like to call friends that are not just online people, even a lot of our friends that have gone to our wedding and, and like spend time and have stayed at our home at one point or another. So these are like genuine people that we love and care for. I've seen so many relationships break up online because they're afraid to have these conversations. And I'm thankful that as uncomfortable as it became, it got for us for a while, we are still here. And I know that you and me speaking about this as a couple, that we've known each other for a decade, but then we've been married for almost six years at this point. I think this is this can be healing for somebody or you know, somebody that may have a friend or a family member that's going through it. Because how many kids nowadays are saying, I want to grow up to be a streamer, to be a YouTuber, to be an influencer? So those listening, do not brush off this topic because we haven't even begun. And when I say we, I'm not saying Nicole and me. We are old in this context of streaming now, right? We have a whole new wave. What happened then is that for me, it became press pause and entertainment first. And the relationship became secondary because our dinner conversations, instead of saying, what are we going to do this weekend? It became, what are you going to stream this weekend? It became our relationship became focused on the streaming, and I understand at least my perspective was that it feels great. You're chatting with people. You and I are streaming on. So it's like, oh, what's the problem? The problem to me was there was no Juan and Nicole on a personal level because we put everything out there because we thought that was that was what you did, right? You stream and we're a couple. So, hey, let's take advantage of that. I think it removed a very personal component from our relationship what was your take on that? The whole thing consumed our relationship and it consumed our lives to the point where the only interaction we were having was through streaming and through the platform we built. It, it was tough because we didn't notice it at first, but then it became to a point where like our dinners would only last 30 minutes because we had to get ready for a stream. We had a really tough conversation one day where we were arguing, honestly, and then we kind of stopped for a minute and said, like, is this what press pause or is this what 
the platform is doing to us. Like, is this worth it? We've known each other before that and we've been in a relationship and we're now married. We needed to stop doing the platform for a while until we figured out what we needed to do and grow as into married life like we were supposed to because we weren't spending any time together besides uh press pause because we were working uh, during the day and then we would stream and then we would be tired and we would go to bed and rinse and repeat every day as you mentioned uh, earlier in the episode you know we grew up with social media before it existed right so i think we had a natural thing that well if that's what's happening now then we're just gonna do it there wasn't like a whole process we were we were adapting so we were adapting to the new times and it was a learning curve for us because this was something new. Like in the 90s, uh, when DVDs came out or other platforms or technologies came out, we had to adapt, we had to buy them and we had to see how they worked. Social media was the same thing. And the thing is now it's all digital and now it's very transformative because it changes every single day. I'm thankful we're having this conversation because I'm like, what is this, right? I feel like social media stopped existing like five years ago and we replaced it with online identities. We stopped interacting online. I don't, because even the word engaging is, is has this uh, a marketing influence behind it, right? We stopped chatting with each other online. We've gone all the way back from the days of AIM, MSN, Yahoo, ICQ, <laughs> all of that, where the goal was, hey, what's up? You want to grab a bite to eat? Well, how was your week? That was it. Now, so much of my feed is people only publishing their content. And look, you know, I'm going to be transparent. I'm part of that conversation. I'm not going to be hypocrite and call other people out. What I'm saying is that the social media that I grew up with, as old as it makes me feel, that that stopped existing. Twitter still exists as a name. Facebook still exists as a name and Instagram. But it's more about what is Nicole's identity online? From the moment that you get to choose your Twitter handle, your profile picture, you're saying, hey, this is who I want you to think that, that I am as opposed to who I actually am. In most cases, you're creating a persona because you will act and sometimes you don't even notice that. You act completely different as you are in real life. Not saying that there's anything wrong with that, but you need to be very careful to the point where you can lose yourself and become that actual persona instead of being Nicole, for example, in my case. And it's a fine line that you need to be very careful with because you can lose sight of it very quickly. And I've seen it happening with friends. I've seen it happening with people that I admire. And it's it's hard to see it happening. This is all about mental health, people. I mean, that that's the whole purpose of Happy to Fail. Unfortunately for me, and I've said this, you know, with Anna when we talked about suicide and, and other discussions that we've had, I don't think social media for a large part of many things is not beneficial to, and this is my opinion, right? Please don't take this as a fact. Don't say, you know, I'm not backing this up with any data. I'm backing it with my emotions because as somebody that I like to think I have a pretty high self-esteem, I'm emotionally feeling pretty good. I go to social media and I feel like it's when you pull out this old vacuum cleaner that has, hasn't been cleaned for 10 years. And when you turn it on, it just makes this rickety noise and it just ruins your day. That's what I feel when I go to Facebook, when I go to Instagram, when I go to Twitter. What would you say is your favorite thing about social media nowadays? Not, not, not back then. What is your favorite thing about using social media 
on December 2020. Honestly, there are not a lot of good things I can say about social media other than the fact that it's so accessible. It's everywhere. You can pick it up with your phone, with your computer, with your tablet, with anything, and you're connected. And in a technology perspective, especially being from information technology, that's amazing. But at the same time, I have a different perspective than a lot of people because being in that field and working in that field on a day-to-day -day basis and actually dealing with marketing, I know the dark side of it or the metrics of it and it can be it can be very very bad. One example I can give you is that social media and websites, everything now it's just numbers, it's metrics. What am I measuring? What engagement am I measuring to say if you're successful or not? And it happens with social media. It happens with your profiles. People tend to look at the numbers uh, instead of who you are and the value you can provide in your content, be it personal or be it a business side. And it can be scary. At least for me, I like to say that my favorite thing about social media is literally not using it for social reasons. You see, you've seen my Instagram. What, what's my Instagram about, Nicole? Food. Food, sweets, things that require very little engagement, unfortunately. I think another part of this is that, look, you know, we've gotten older. You know, we're, we are not the same people that we were 10 years ago. I also want to be very objective about this, where I think it's no coincidence that we've had a, a very sharp rise of uh, podcast consumption. Not just, you know, there's a whole lot of podcasts out there But the whole reason that I wanted to do Happy to Fail, I was driving usually three to four hours a day because of work. And I would tell you, look, I listen to like 12 podcasts a week sometimes because what I love about a podcast is that when Twitter was 120 or 140 characters, there's only so much, so much meat on that tweet, right? You have to interpret a lot. When you're listening to somebody talk for an hour, Eventually, you get to hear the real person. As much as they want to be a character, eventually the curtain gets pulled and you get to see the real person. And that's what I love about a podcast, where sometimes it's just like these conversations. I think the online identity aspect of this has made us, it's no longer about Nicole creating an account on, on Facebook. It's, Nicole, like, who do you want to be? Do you want to sell something? Like, well, like, okay, come on. Are you going to open up a YouTube channel? It's become the expectation that just by wanting to do something online, either you want to monetize it, you want to make a business out of it. And I'm not saying we shouldn't be ambitious. This is not our life. This is only one part of our life that we are now strategically choosing to share with the hope of motivating others. But there's a purpose behind that. And I think the key word you mentioned earlier is expectation. Social media, and don't get me wrong, maybe I'm being a little bit negative, but there are good things about social media like now when i log into social media i like seeing animal videos like feel good stories that like take me to my core and make me feel happy but i've had many bad experiences where my mental health has been severely affected by what i'm seeing on social media by people things are writing and not even related to me in most cases Just seeing the negative negativity, like toxic behavior between people and sometimes between friends, it's just heartbreaking and it's a lot on you. Like, especially for me, I'm, I'm a very emotional person. So seeing that and having anxiety on top of that is what's just bad for me. But the expectation of 
posting something and for example that happened to me at the beginning of my relationship with Juan and I noticed that like about two years in I would feel obligated like myself saying like oh you need to post it a picture with Juan because otherwise people would think that maybe there were problems with, between us or posting like happy moments or I love you so much Juan like make, making things that honestly should be private in a public way. I think that's what happens with a lot of things, not, not only relationships, like with life, work, uh, accomplishments. And I'm somebody that I will always applaud you for your accomplishments and will always be happy for you. And that even is an issue with people because a lot of people can't be happy about other people's success, if you know what I mean. And you will see that every day in all aspects of life, social media, gaming, um, work, everything and i don't understand why honestly so many people create online accounts to not just express themselves but express how they are frustrated with anything whether it be uh, a movie i mean how many things that we've seen about a video game being delayed and then you see death threats like it's a normal thing we have literally normalized people sending letters wishing wishing people to die because a movie has been delayed uh, a video game has been delayed it's so scary and talking about what you were talking earlier like when you provide your opinion on social media and you make it public you're opening up the fact that other people can comment on your opinion and one thing that we need to get very very clear is that not all people will have the same opinion people will think like differently than you and that's fine like we're not made the same but at the same time you need to be ready if you provide your opinion to see other people's opinions and that's where i think a lot of people are not ready in terms of social media because they will tell you that you are wrong because your opinion is wrong and i i have always been thinking like if you're not harming anybody or wishing harm with your opinion. The whole purpose of this episode is not to say, hey, delete your accounts because we still have our accounts. It's once again, the intention. Even when I said online identity, don't assume that's bad because I have an online identity that I like because, hey, I created an account where I share the things that I like. I share pictures of the food that I like, the activities that I'm doing, and the video games that I'm playing. When I say online identity, it is that I purposely choose to share these specific parts of my life. I don't have to share something that I don't feel comfortable with either just sharing or getting a response because I remember, and you remember when this happened a couple of months ago, I tweeted that I was a little bit exhausted and it wasn't with the intent of anything. It was just literally like a, it's like an old school tweet of just saying, it was like a bit of a long day. And then this one person just responded to me like, how can you say this? All you do is publish videos. I'm like, you do realize I have a, a job and a family and that is literally the, the least thing that I do. I felt really sad about that because putting myself in the shoes of those other people, how much frustration must they live in to feel like they have an obligation almost to call people out on saying, how dare you feel like you're exhausted? Even on this very first episode of the second season of Happy to Fail, Anna and I talked about you know, invalidating and minimizing emotions. I think that if you were 12 years old and you had a problem at school, maybe they would take you to the school counselor. I feel like now, if that exact same thing happened, you would just go on social media and call the other person out. Why go to a psychologist when I can go to a stream 
and talk to Nicole about my emotions? Why go to a therapist when I can go to Facebook and I can rant about something and I'm going to receive validation by people that maybe don't exactly know my situation and maybe that can be harmful. I'm thankful that I can even sit here and have a a casual conversation with my wife about this and we're not arguing about this, right? But we've admitted that, hey, we did. You know, I, I would like to think that if we did not cut a ties with what we were doing at that point, I don't think we'd still be married. I think maybe we would have been married superficially, but I think the emotional connection that, that we once had would be lost. And so many people are so afraid to have these conversations. That's beautiful because we're not sitting here saying, hey, we are Juan and Nicole. We are the perfect couple. We're saying, hey, we are literally all people trying to figure this thing out called life, which is what I said in the other episode. And the more that we talk about it, the more other people will go like, maybe I don't need to share this. Maybe I don't know what my social online identity is. And maybe it's just a matter of figuring it out. I think a lot of people are going through very difficult times themselves and they reflect what they're going through in other people. And I think that's kind of their way of making themselves feel better or taking that rage out. And even though it's not justifiable, it's understandable that maybe they're going through a difficult phase and, and that's what ha what's happening. And if you go to Twitter, you will see that every single day and it's very sad. And in regards of relationships, I definitely agree that if we didn't take a step back and reflected on what was important and like our priorities as husband and wife, what we wanted out of life, what we wanted uh, uh, out of ourselves. Honestly, we wouldn't have been together. It's definitely a point of you knowing who do you want to be? What do you want to do? What makes you happy? And building towards that. And I think that's part of the reason why I'm now not as active on social media anymore because honestly i don't need to like i'm happy just spending time with juan and watching a movie playing a video game like i don't need to post about it and i i do post what i think about video games because i like it but it's because i want to and the moment that i feel uncomfortable or i feel anxious or i feel sad about it i will stop or take a break because that's what I need. My life and my mental health is more important and I need to take care of that. Otherwise, there, there wouldn't be a Nicole to post. There wouldn't be a Nicole you could see. There wouldn't be a Nicole that could be your friend. And I actually got a question on, on Instagram about how do you deal with trolls online? I think that the most basic answer that I can have is I don't because a lot of people will call you out online because you're a man, woman, you're, you know, Latinx. People sometimes are looking for you to be different than they are and they call you out or harass you online. Let's not forget, and once again, Anna and I have talked about this in the conversation about trauma uh, throughout multiple episodes, is that people react and behave based on what they know. If they grew up in a home where if I'm white and you're black and black is bad and that is what is taught to you, and nobody ever tells you otherwise, you're going you're gonna to normalize and think that's perfectly fine. So I should not be surprised that that is happening, not with the intent of just saying like, okay, I don't care, or go ahead. But instead of calling that person out as a problem, let's look at that person as a victim and then ask ourselves, what can we do so that they see that what they've been taught is not healthy for them and not healthy for us? Because Going back to what you've mentioned, 
if we just keep attacking myself ourselves, so let's say you're the troll, right? Nicole, you're the troll. You're calling me out on social media. Yeah, I'm like, gonna, I'm not going to take this, right? And I just call you out and then you insult me. Then we start private messaging and then you post a picture of all the private messages and I, I make a video about it. Who's winning in this? Nobody. Sure, there's a glory to like, oh, there's gossip, right? And the sad part is you would gain followers. I would gain followers probably. And people that would know us would then know us. But emotionally, it is exhausting, people. Let's recognize that people on social media are many times looking for a platform to speak because maybe they have no one to speak at in their home. Maybe they have no one to speak at in their uh, colleges, in their schools. A lot of times, the bullies online are the people being bullied at school. So many of the movies that we watch, we see the, the, the bullied become the bully as a coping mechanism. That comes from somewhere. That usually comes from somebody that was actually bullied so hard that they said, well, if you can't beat them, join them. It is literally a, a phrase. So our happy to fail is we recognize that we made a mistake by revealing way too much, by removing part of our personal relationship and putting it online. But we recognize that, and here we are today with a home, with cats, with everything, right? What would be your invitation for somebody else to just think about something, not to make a decision, but maybe a question or food for thought? I would say think about what you need as a person, what fulfills you. There are many things that can fulfill you in life and work towards that. And I know this is like a very personal issue and sometimes like family influences you and other decisions and friends and other aspects of your life, but work towards making you feel like the best version of yourself as you can and ignore the white noise. And that's that's something that I've done and I've applied to myself. And honestly, I feel so much better. Something I noticed at the beginning of the pandemic, I had like the very bad blues around the whole thing. I felt very sad. I felt depressed. I felt very anxious. And I, I went through a downhole. I felt like I was drowning. And figuring out what I wanted, which was happiness and to be calm and comfortable, like I'm 31 years old now. I, I don't need drama in my life. So I work towards having none. And if I see it, like I remove myself from it, be happy and be comfortable with what you want to do. If you see something you don't like and it's something that you don't need to comment on because otherwise it will bring you more problems, don't do so. And follow what you want to follow. See what you want to see. Don't care what other people think. I know it's sometimes it's harder. I'm saying it now, but sometimes it's hard to apply it to yourself, but try your best. Sometimes I find myself like seeing another person posting on Instagram, for example, and oh, I wish I had that. I wish I could be like that person. You you will find yourself uh, comparing with success, comparing with material worth. But if you're happy and content with what you have, don't compare yourself to others because honestly, what you're seeing on a picture is not a true story behind it. Sometimes you wanna you follow a travel blogger and you see all the beautiful pictures and you say, wow, they have a lot of money because they're traveling all, all the time. And you see them traveling and all those pictures, that's all they do. 
during those trips. There's a lot that goes on behind the scenes that you don't know by seeing something online. All of your food for thought is doesn't even have to be applied with social media, right? Like that's an overall concept of life. But the problem is that instant gratification that we sometimes seek through social media. I want to accompany your thing with just one question, which is why? You post a picture and you're upset that it only got 10 likes. Why? If you just wanted to post that and, hey, uh, I, I sent a private message to Nicole, hey, check this picture as she hit like. I'm like, hey, that, that's lovely, right? And look, if if you're a business, that's a very different conversation. Remember, happy to fail is about the personal growth, right? Like overcoming our emotional challenges. A business, obviously, the more likes, the merrier. You want that exposure. That is very different. But if you don't know the answer to the why you're going to post this, why you're going to share this, why you even make an account, Maybe that's an open invitation to just ask yourself, should you do it? And I'm going to link that with my second uh, advice that I tell to myself, which is just because I can doesn't mean I should. I really did. And this is where I felt horribly with social media. I needed to be on every social media platform for anything that I was doing. And nowadays, you know, maybe I'll post a picture or two on Instagram. Maybe I'll post like five days in a row and then I'll go three weeks without posting because I can post every single day. I can find a picture and I can write about any picture that I want just because I can doesn't mean I should. If I just want to live my personal life, that's fine. And I think even as we say this out loud, we're really saying it to ourselves as well, which is, look, there's always going to be that social pressure. We get consumed and sometimes we don't even want to. But it's inevitable. Like we get so consumed with what we're seeing on our phones, with what we're seeing on Twitter, Facebook, whatever, that it, it becomes our life. And you forget about the people who matter, what you need to do in your home, what you need to do with school, with work, with everything. And hopefully for somebody listening, this is helpful in any way. Obviously, if there's anything that you would be curious to listen to us talk about regarding this topic of social media, because I don't see a lot of uh, couples talking about this. And look, there are some people out there that have massive success as a couple online, as personality. So we are in no way saying that because Juan and Nicole are saying this, that doesn't mean you shouldn't work together. Every relationship, every person is individual. You can't, like I've read a lot of self-help books, but I don't take every certain cha every single chapter and say, oh, every single chapter works for me. I take the things that I know I can apply to my life and the ones that I can't, that's fine. I read it. And I was able to to learn more about myself that that maybe is not a right match for for you or for me. Like this is our take on what happened to us as a couple and what happened to us as individuals. Like we found that having our own individuality was very important and respect one space and he uh, him respect mine. That doesn't necessarily have to be your case. Maybe you have a, re a relationship and you're doing things and having a platform and it's going great and that's amazing you won't necessarily agree with us but we're just mentioning what worked for us what happened what we think about social media and that's part of the conversation we can have different points of view and i would like to know like what you think about it if if that's something that you're interested in you can reach out to us and talk to us like we're open to having that conversation because i think we need to talk about everything relating to the digital world and social awareness because with mental health it's very important to be grounded and knowing 
your place so people will have different opinions and i would love to know yours absolutely and please don't hesitate to reach out on twitter i am uh, juan velas court we also do have facebook.com slash happy to fail and the email juan at happy to fail.com if people want to reach out uh, to you specifically, Nicole, how could they go about doing that? You can reach me via Twitter. It's underscore Nicole J. And I'm also on Twitch. But honestly, you can find all my social media accounts via Twitter. They will be in the bio. Feel free to reach out to me. I'm always open to having a conversation. And if you have cat videos or dog videos or food videos you can send them to me and i will always appreciate those <laughs> if this is in any way beneficial people please support the podcast by dropping that five-star review it really is helpful we've had it over 2000 listens and this is because of all of you right we just uh, i just recorded these episodes whether it be by myself with anna with nicole uh, this is a conversation and it's going to keep happening like that we have about two to three more remaining episodes for this season. After that, I'll be taking a, a pretty decent break to figure out what the purpose of the next season was because even in this current landscape, right, when I started this season, the world literally changed as it kept happening and it made me have to figure out who I am in those changes, right? So if there's anything that you think has been left over or you would like us to extend any of the conversations uh please let us know one of the upcoming episodes is actually going to be one with possibly anna where we literally just take a, a look back at the different topics why we talked about certain topics why we didn't talk about certain topics what we purposely left off the table uh in hindsight things we would change because this is once again a conversation so thank you so much everybody for taking care of yourself warm hugs and we'll be back with another episode of happy to fail take care <laughs>